Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. This podcast is sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. Many of you get sore, achy legs from standing all day or get asked about painful foot and leg cramps. If so, you're going to want to hear about TheraWorks Relief, a clinically proven topical foam that prevents and relieves muscle cramps and soreness. Learn more at theraworksrelief.com. In this episode, you'll hear about the life sciences, specifically how products are developed and enter the market. Steve Woody walks us through some of the behind the scenes of this industry and explains how a pharmacist might get involved. He also shares the process of getting products developed and onto the market for consumer use. Right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Steve Woody, who is the CEO of Avatom Technologies, a life sciences company that specializes in microbiome-safe topical solutions in a wide range of areas from infection prevention to muscle cramps. Prior to forming Avatom Technologies, Steve assisted more than 30 companies with regulatory support and strategic planning necessary for their launch of new or modified medical devices. Steve, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Great to be with you this morning, Hillary. Well, now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro and maybe share a little bit more about your personal life. No, that's... um... That was a fairly good intro. I've been in healthcare for 32 years, as you said, launching a lot of products. And um, I think this is um, really one of the first products that I got involved that we did ourselves. Most of the time I was helping others launch their medical concepts. And so this has been pretty exciting. I didn't think it would be quite as exciting as it turned out to be, quite honestly. When we first started, um, I did not see this technology being as um, broad-based or having as much clinical um, need, I would say, when I first started. I first saw it back in 2006, and uh, we actually bought the rights to the patent and some of the proprietary manufacturing equipment back in 2007. And it's really had a life of its own. It's been a fantastic road of discovery that we were doing things that we really didn't envision in the beginning Uh, And we feel like it's really opening up some new areas um, for us. And I I think really new areas for how we approach health. You know, we always talk about um, what I I think you would agree is that we have sick care. We we wait till you get sick. Um, What we'd really like to do is deliver on the promise of health care. You know, how do we how are we proactively working in your life to keep you from having an event? And I think that's really where our company comes in. And. You know, it's really what Avatum stands for. Avatum means to serve. And we really want to be able to serve our patients and uh, help them proactively stay healthy so they don't have an event um, to the best that we can with the technologies we have. Very interesting. And so you mentioned Avatum means servant. And is that Hebrew? Is that right? That's correct. And uh, it, yeah, it's great to hear. Hebrew, a bit. But we love, we love the word. 
Yeah, it, it it gives a little bit more special meaning to the mission of this company and maybe what makes it a little bit different from some of the other life science companies out there. No, that's a really good point. You know, our mission and, and what we get up every day to do is change lives. And, and we want to do that in a number of ways, not just the lives here in the United States or maybe in developed nations, but we want to give back with our technologies because we really strive to make very clinical, evident, uh, cost-effective solutions. And we feel like with uh, some of our branded products that giving those back to third world nursing outposts could have an enormous effect on global health. So when we look for people to hire into a bottom, the first two things you have to have is you have to be a passionate person uh, who has a passion for our cause, which is giving back for global health. And then the other part of it is, is that you support the cause. And, um, you know, we're not for everybody, uh, but if that's what motivates you, those are the type of people that we uh, get attracted into our organization. Yeah, very interesting. So, Steve, tell us a little bit more specifically what types of products Avadam is focused on making. Yeah, I would say our platform of therapies fall into three categories. One would be what we call immune health, which is really keeping you from getting infections, uh, building up your, your own topical immune system. And then the second part would be your neuromuscular health, which is where we uh, address issues around cramps and spasms with, with your muscles. And uh, we do that by affecting uh, and, and supporting your blood flow. And then the, the last part, which is really where I've had a lot of history in, which is wound care. And that's really what I got in in the beginning to do. And most people don't realize that um, wound care is is all about permeability barrier health. It's it's how do we make that outside layer of your skin? How do we support that to where it can get back to where it was? And uh, so those are those three categories that we're building our therapies in currently. Wow. So do you have any clinical research at this point to support uh, some of the products that you just referred to? And how do you see that impacting the future of, of pain relief? No, that's that's very good. Uh, we we obviously have, have to have a lot of clinical evidence around what we do because we're, we're talking about really some dramatic changes in, in how we look. You know, most people never considered that the outside layer of your skin, the stratum corneum, had any relationship, um, for example, to relieving a cramp or a spasm. And we've been able to demonstrate that, uh, not just to, you know, to a clinician, but to ourselves first, uh, because that seemed like that was a bit of a, a strange thing. But when you start to realize that 25% of your blood is at the surface and, um, what we're, what we're starting to learn about the stratum corneum and the amazing role that it plays in our lives. You know, we used to think 40 years ago, that outside layer of your skin was just dead flaking skin. Those 20 to 30 layers of your stratum corneum uh, have so many aspects, whether it be um, your immune health or in this case, when we think about TheraWorks Relief, uh, actually in improving or supporting blood flow so that we're alleviating uh, cramps or even symptoms associated with restless leg syndrome, those types of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So walk us a little bit through maybe the life cycle of how some of these, uh, because it, they are, are all over-the-counter products that you're currently manufacturing. Is that right? 
That's correct. Okay. Could you walk us through? So, you know, as as a pharmacist, we uh, are kind of the first line of defense for any over-the-counter products and patients are frequently coming in. Uh, so it's really important for pharmacists to be knowledgeable about what's available and effective as over-the-counter treatment. Could you walk us through a little bit more about the development process and behind the scenes of how some of these uh, medications have come to market? No, I, I think that's really important. And I think uh, Avatum is a, a different company. I don't know that we designed it to be different, but I think it ended up being quite different. And, and what I mean by that is we were really looking for these gaps in healthcare that are either emerging gaps, um, like we have with um, uh, the emerging issues with uh, antibiotic stewardship, where we want to prevent infections, or it could be things that are chronic that have been out there for a while. I think when you think about cramps and spasms, uh, you know, only, I think, 98% of the folks that have those, um, or, or only 2%, I'm sorry, have been actually have a treatment pathway with any spasmodic drug. So the 98% didn't have a choice. So typically what we're doing is we're either looking for gaps, and in most cases, clinicians come to us and they say, you know, here's the gap that we have. And then we start working backwards and saying with our formulation team, we have some clinical folks and we start working on combining formulations with protocols in a unique way where we could safely provide a first line of defense, if you will, or a first line solution. And uh, it won't like anything. It won't work 100 percent of the time. But if we can get something where where we get 60 or 70 percent success rate for attenuating certain circumstances or symptoms with some really safe options. That's what we're going to do. And then once we get it developed, uh, we have one that we're working on right now where we're just starting trials. And uh, we'll usually do a, a minimum of three, but in most cases, we'll, we'll have um, up to six or seven studies looking at the therapy in different, different classes of uh, sufferers, for example. Uh, there's a lot of things that we'll do there, but uh, we'll do a minimum of three like I said, most cases, um, six or seven. And then by that point, we're ready to usually come to you as a pharmacist. And I think what distinguishes us is an OTC company with some really valid clinical evidence. Uh, and we want to be able to take you through that clinical evidence so you feel comfortable with it. Yeah, that's really helpful. And so for your product, TheraWorks Relief, you have a website and uh any pharmacist, uh, well, there's a healthcare professional uh, section as well as a patient section. So if uh, anyone goes to www.theraworksrelief.com and are able to click on the healthcare professional link, pharmacists would be able to get some of that information that you were just referring to. Yeah, that's correct. And that's one of the things that we want to do. You know, we, we really um, uh, regard the pharmacist as that first person in our lives that we, we, we are having an issue and we want to go to. So what we wanted to do is really reach out and have a relationship with the pharmacist so they could understand the background of how we went about developing this solution. Here's the clinical evidence and here are the patients that it might be effective for. And we want to continue to do that through, you know, continuing education credits, uh, engaging the pharmacist uh, wherever we can. So we really see the pharmacist as the future of healthcare and, and where more and more of our healthcare is going to be developed at the pharmacy level or delivered at the pharmacy level. Um, we think it's real critical. 
Yeah, that's really uh, an important piece to drive home. And I know that that you've even worked with uh, Pharmacy Times to even create a ASCE or continuing education that's available through them for pharmacists. So that's that's really exciting uh, that you're demonstrating the um, importance of continuing education. Uh, so you mentioned, Steve, that there is a clinical team and that you're marrying up what you're hearing from the gaps in therapy and needs uh, for different types of products. And then you're going back to your clinical team to develop some of those types of products. What type of makeup would you know some of these clinicians be? Just it's interesting to hear more about um, maybe the makeup of, of what a life sciences company uh, consists of and, you know, are there any pharmacists involved on that side of things? No, that's really interesting. It's a very eclectic group, actually. We do, we do have pharmacists that are involved, um, uh, obviously doctors. Uh, some, of, some of the PhDs, like some of the original work that was done, uh, Dr. Peter Elias, who was the one who discovered how your stratum corneum functions, for example, He's been published over 600 times. He's really the the, the grandfather of this of, of all of this science around how incredible your stratum corneum is. Yet no one's really developed or commercialized solutions that optimize it. And um, he's on our team. Chuck Friedman, who was one of the head formulists with some really leading companies, and uh, he's on our group. And so we have folks that have had 30, 40 years of experience. And um, and we and we put this very eclectic group together, both on the clinical side, uh, the pharma side, uh, the science side. And we we really have some interesting collaborative solution sets that come out of it. And uh, that's what I think is maybe a little bit different than what's been done in the past. And that's why we get some of these exciting breakthroughs. So, Steve, you've had a, a really robust career in the healthcare industry. You know, you've, you're CEO of, of of Autumn Technologies, and I really love the mission and and the the way that you approach uh, bringing new products to market. So, as our final question, what is some advice that you would maybe tell your younger self, or for others who are just getting started in their career in this you know healthcare industry? Oh, that's a great, great question. I would say the, the number one thing is you're not that smart. And what I mean by that, um, when I first started this, um, I had helped a lot of other companies get started and, and be very successful, quite honestly. And um, I thought I was fairly smart. Uh, how hard could this be to do for myself? Well, we've been now doing this a while and, and we've, we've been successful, but it's been very, very difficult. So I, I realized very quickly helping launch a company and actually running a company yourself um, and getting something up and going. And what it takes is um, um, bringing in a lot of other folks that have expertise that are outside because any one person has limited expertise. And it really does take the guy who knows how to raise capital, the person who knows formulations, the person who knows um, this, 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 and this. And I think that's underestimated. So if I would have told myself, I would have said, uh, get some smart people around you that know all the different disciplines because you're going to need a lot of different dif- disciplines to be successful. And um, I, it did take me a while to realize that. And so um, 
I don't know if I'm smarter now, but uh, I think that would have helped me out along. And I think most people don't recognize it. I think they underestimate the complexity of developing anything and then getting it to market and getting it to the end user in a way that they can use it and it can make a difference in their life. That's that's much more complex than one might think. Sure. I, I would totally agree. And uh, there's so many different um, regulations and things. So from a, a policy standpoint and just following all of those uh, procedures and things, as well as, you know, a completely different skill sets required to do the fundraising and completely different to do the marketing and, and bringing um, a really good product uh, to market and to be able to, to you know, get that um, adopted by uh people who need it. So it's really helpful. I love the the team-based uh, approach that, that you've got at your company. And it was such a pleasure to have you on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Well, we appreciate uh, being on. Uh, it's just great. We appreciate everything that you do. I think you have a great podcast and wish you all the best. Awesome. Thanks so much, Steve. Thanks, Hillary. This podcast is sponsored by Fairworks Relief. Hopefully you enjoy getting to hear more about the behind the scenes of how an over-the-counter product is developed and comes to market. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com and check out npr.center to see the new clinical certification that we'll be working on to help educate pharmacists Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. 